0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of don't be so dramatic my name is rachel and this is the podcast where i talk to different people in the entertainment industry to discover what their job involves and how they got there Okay, for this week's episode, I had with me the wonderful Daisy Hicks, who is a casting director at i4 Casting in Sydney, Australia. So, if you've ever wondered what a casting director does in our industry, or if you are in the industry and you're interested in that insight, this is a very good episode to listen to. I think casting directors hold a very unique role in our industry, so she had a lot of um, info to give and a lot of um, advice to give as well. Um, So I really hope you enjoy this one. As always, go and subscribe to us on all of the platforms that you can listen to podcasts on. Also, go and check out The Hub Studio at thehubstudio.com.au. All of the links are above or below, so... Without further ado, let's jump in. Well, welcome Daisy to the podcast. Uh, Thank you for having
1: me on your ASMR channel. Oh, it's not an ASMR channel. Oh, Well,
0: I mean, I feel like I should be because that's a really big industry on the internet that I could tap into.
1: Absolutely.
0: It'd be rude not to. I would sell my soul to ASMR, I think. Really? Yeah. Like, I'd I sell my like... soul
1: for you to not ASMR. Okay. so <laughs>
0: I don't enjoy it, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot of money in it. There's a
1: lot of money. And yeah. like soap cutting and um, yes. the, um, what's it called? The slime. Oh, yeah. The yes. putty, slimy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait. What's this podcast about? Is it about internet trends? Or-
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Should have done my research. No, no, no. Um, I'm not that trendy. So no. <laughs> neither that's, am I. Yeah, no. That's the extent of my knowledge of the internet. Is ASMR? <laughs> And that's not a bad knowledge to have. That's not a bad, that's that's not all you need to know. Memes and ASMR,
1: I think, yeah. is what they teach in schools these days. Yeah. If so, ever
0: if ever a conversation about the internet goes into ASMR, I just chime in and go, Oh guys, this is my area. Yeah. I'm here Hello. actually I've
1: got a bachelor's degree in ASMR. Uh, yeah. So yeah. certificate two in ASMR.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it stands for though, so
1: it's some audio sensory Meridian response, I think. <laughs> okay.
0: I think I made that up, but I also think there's some accuracy to that. That sounded like it was the correct thing. Which is it really just right. all you need in life yeah. is to sound like you're correct. Yeah.
1: Tune in next week to find out if we were right.
0: <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hello. <laughs> we're here at um i forecasting today with Daisy Hicks who is a casting director. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: It's okay. It's it's eight am on a Friday, and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um,
0: same. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You you did something social last night. I just didn't sleep very well because it was a little bit warm. <laughs> yeah, it's getting real hot. Like global yeah.
1: warming or something. Ooh. I know. It, we love
0: that for ourselves. It's just summer, you know. It's just that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the world does this every couple of thousands of years, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) I love when we
1: come into summer that everyone really freaks out about how hot it gets so quickly. And it's like, oh, I think, I think it does do this every year, but it's kind of like when it rains, it always seems. That's the funny thing with me for Sydney is that when I moved here, the weather was such a big deal. You know, it was like Sydney Cobb's two days of rain headline. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty normal, I think, for it to rain two days in a row. But if, I mean, slow news week, sure. (laughs) Ah. cops I love it yeah it's like cops rain. yeah like we S- copped it Sydney right in the lashed face. by two days of rain yeah like I wasn't lashed by anything I got a bit moist but
0: yeah we have umbrellas so yeah right <laughs> yeah anyway anyway ah Sydney? Oh, Sydney um yes <laughs> I feel like this podcast is just gonna go do these ones yeah just like in yep. all directions, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation.
1: Well, hey, hello and welcome. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're a casting director. Um, Quickly explain what a casting director is for me, please. Oh. Quickly
1: explain it? Yeah. Um, I My job is to find the right actors for jobs and when I'm not seeing them in my studio, I'm... Going out to shows or seeing films or watching Netflix because that's a tax write-off and oh trying to find actors to keep in my mind for future jobs when they pop up. Amazing.
0: Living the dream, essentially.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't dream of giving actors jobs when they're a little kid? That's... <laughs> no, I... Um, yeah, it, it's... I really love what I do, so it's you know that that classic old saying of you know if you find what you do. Wait, how do you know the saying I'm talking I about? I know,
0: like I can see it in you your can, eyes, yeah. and I can understand. Yeah, this is a visual podcast yes, as well, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no,
1: that saying of like if you find what you want to do for the rest of your life, or find what do if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. That's, that's it. the one that's we it. got there in the end, and that's been a full hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm really lucky. I love what I do, um, and so you know going to you know even if I have to see six shows in a week or you know have to go see a couple of like films or you know Mm. spend 24 hours a week in studio it's it's so okay because I just really do love what I do I'm very very lucky that I have found you know especially sort of being a little younger as well I haven't sort of bopped around from job to job to to get here I I sort of got into it and really threw myself into it and so I think I'm very lucky
0: yeah cool yeah and you're from a rural area yes (laughs) rural
1: (laughs) rural that's a good word this hour of the morning I know rural Rural. um I am from a rural area I'm from Dubbo New South Wales 2830 shout out (laughs) um I grew up in Dubbo uh, I, I, you know, lived in the same house my whole life um, in Darling Street, Dubbo, um, with my mum and my brother and my sister. Um, and there wasn't much casting work to be done in Dubbo. So mm. I, uh, you know, graduated year 12, did a gap year, and I got out of there the following year. So that was right. 2010, Okay. 2010 or 2011. I'd, I'd have to... One I have to those. ask my mom. Um, no, but I yeah, 2010 or something like that, 2011. I moved to Sydney, and I yeah, haven't looked back.
0: Was Sydney always kind of the the forefront of your mind for pursuing this industry? Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I um, I'd spent a bit of. I've only really been to the east coast of Australia, sort of. Um, you know, the uh, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and I'd been to Melbourne a couple of times. Uh, most notably to see Wicked the Musical in 2009, uh, was, maybe it was 2008, uh, who cares? Um, but yeah, so I, I remember going to Melbourne and thinking, wow, Melbourne's really cool as like a holiday destination. Um, but then I just remember Sydney being so, I'd, i actually did, I did a bit of work experience at, um, when I was in year 11 and 12, I did Sydney Theatre Company for a week and then I did Chicago. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was actually during the reign of um, Kate and Andrew as when they were artistic directors and they were renovating... That sounds
0: like a royal couple.
1: Well, well they are, they are. <laughs> they are Australia's royal couple. Her Royal Highness Kate Blanchett, yes. um, our lord and saviour. Um, but yeah, and I remember um, I actually ran into Kate. She held open a bathroom door for me because um, their offices were being renovated on the wharf Yes, and uh, yeah, I had to go pee, and I nearly ran into somebody, and I looked up, and it was just a casual Kate Blanchett.
0: Yeah, a Kate Blanchett moment.
1: Yeah, we've all had them. If you've if if you know, you know. You know. Um, no, so I yeah I did some STC work experience, and that was incredible. Um, that really focused on obviously the theatre company side of things yeah. and how they get their shows up, which yeah. was um, obviously very insightful coming from. You know, I think I was maybe, like, 15. Um, And so seeing that as, like, a kid from Dubbo was mind-blowing. For sure. Um, You know, and very much a baptism of fire, because I think they didn't really have rural kids doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so, like, I – well, my mum and I drove to um, Sydney. We stayed at a um, hotel, and I was going in every day. So – that was an that was just incredible exposure to the industry. And then the following year I did work experience on Chicago the musical. Which One of my
0: faves.
1: It's my fave. So oh. um have you seen this production that's on at the moment?
0: I haven't. Oh, you've um, got to go. It's great. Is it good?
1: Oh, I wouldn't be telling you on a pod I would be openly telling you on this podcast okay. if it wasn't good. <laughs> PSA. Um <laughs> no, I I love it. I'm going i I saw opening night here and then I'm going back next week as okay. well it's it's an amazing but it's also it's just like you really can't go wrong i mean you can but they just wouldn't let it go wrong okay. like you know they're so specific with the creatives are just so specific with how the show Happens, yeah. Uh, you know, and the curry is just so tight oh, that it's
0: the curry. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's amazing. Bless you, Bob Fosse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. I did that for a week, and then um, I was really loving it, sick. And um, they all really, I guess, liked me. The powers that be there, and they actually asked me if I, the person they had the following week, dropped out, and so they asked me if I wanted to stay an extra week.
0: Mm. And I was
1: able to do that, and that was just incredible. And I think it was, it was definitely Chicago the musical that solidified for me that I wanted to be in the biz of show. <laughs> um, there's no business like show business, as they mm. famously say. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so, so that for me was really um, the highlight of my, I guess, childhood growing up in yeah. Dubbo. It was was coming to Sydney and being exposed to... To that, you know, and so for me, I think in my head this was such a roundabout way of answering your question. Oh my god! I forgot um, what the question was. <laughs> I just remembered. I was, I literally was like, "Why am I talking about this? <laughs> is this therapy?" Mm. Um, no. Yes, I, so is. in a We're roundabout not actually way, recording, <laughs> and I'm paying you two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah. So that's so for me, Sydney was just always in my head. The the sort of centre of show business in Australia, yeah, and that's why Sydney for me was was going to be where I was going to live. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I still look, and you know, I've lived here for I think eight years now, and I think, I, I do get a little homesick, and you know, it can, you know it can beat you down sometimes, and so I just always I'm very lucky I've got a beautiful view in my apartment, and I can do that, or I can take 10 minutes and go to the beach, which we don't have mm. in Debo, where I can look at the skyline, which is always yeah. something really big. And, you know, even last night I was at the Opera House and I was walking up there and I was just like, I'm doing all right, you know. I'm <laughs> going to an opening night at the Opera House. One of my besties is just doing a casual show there. Just you know, a, cash. a cash. A cash opening night of a cash show at a cash house. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's my journey. I feel yeah. I am um, – I come from a very small town just north of Wollongong, which is not that far away. What's it called? Stanwell Tops.
1: Oh, is there like a train station there? Uh,
0: There's a train station in Stanwell Park.
1: That's what Um, I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: yeah, So Park is down near the beach and Tops is just on top of the mountain.
1: That sounds like it's very leafy.
0: It's very leafy.
1: Like I feel like... I'm getting like Tarzan visuals in my head yeah
0: yeah that was me as a child <laughs> and I'm
1: okay with that
0: yeah so um picture me in a loincloth. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: legally I'm not allowed to oh, but okay. thank you for the permission yeah
0: yeah no problem listeners go forth <laughs> <laughs> I'll just edit a pic of me and that can be the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you get like a million hits overnight oh, it's just yes. like wow <laughs> I mean you got to do what you've got to do really that's, do it for the gram do it for the gram Absolutely. Um, yeah so I um and I found it and that's not that far away at the same time so I went from that to then living in Sydney and I still find it hard living in the city mm-hmm. um it's just very overwhelming mm-hmm. and I find like if I go home and I'm like sitting in the backyard and just that silence the nothingness I I can't relax like that in the city. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you probably feel the same. No,
1: and it's also things like um, the silence for me. Like even last night before I went out, I was sitting on my balcony and I was trying to do like just like a little meditation and oh, yeah. I couldn't because it's just so loud. And I live, I live just over Centennial Park where you'd think it would be yeah. nice and quiet, but mm. it ain't. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but my, I always – Every time I fly home, my favorite thing to do is get like a big breath of air just as I'm stepping on the plane. Yeah. Which in reality is probably just like jet fuel fumes. Yeah. Uh, Not my best moment, but also worth it. (laughs) It's a metaphor, and um, (laughs) yeah, I take a big breath of air in Sydney, and then I get on the plane, and then when I get off the plane in Dubbo, I um I hold my breath just before I get off, and then I try and walk as far as I can from the plane away from the fumes, and then I just because the airport in Dubbo is just flat. Yeah, And you can, you know, it's it's as far as, I mean, that's Dubbo in general. It's just as far as the eye can see flatness and just taking a big breath of that fresh air. And even though it's an airport, there's still just like that quietness Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: the air. And it it truly is just so relaxing. And it's, I usually go home, I only go home maybe once or twice a year. And Mm. this year, especially, I've gone home, I think, four times just because my body has been like, I need to chill. I really, and yeah, in, in in my head, in Australia, the only place I know how to properly chill is sitting in my backyard with my family dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's important, I think.
0: Yeah, I, d- I definitely think so. And it's
1: such a country kid, kid thing, like, or, oh, or
0: yeah. like, or, or like,
1: sort of like coasty kid thing. Like, you just don't get, if you know, you know, mm-hmm. which I hate to say, because that's such like a... <laughs> Youth thing to say, but
0: um, but yeah,
1: I think it's. We're
0: just different. We're unique. Yeah, we're not like you. You
1: don't understand us, Mum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, I just had a flashback. Mm. Um, Deeply triggered. Yeah. So yes, completely agree with that. Um, oh. which I think I found brings a in the like least unique way possible because we've literally just you and I sat down and said oh yeah I experienced that as well so it's not necessarily that unique but I think it brings something different into the industry that's in like sydney i think it makes you like some a little bit different and i guess everyone is literally everyone is unique because no one has the exact same story but i just feel like i've had so many instances where people are like you're not from sydney are you yeah you know yes yeah even though like some people consider down there still the sydney area yeah
1: totally i mean i think even for me i like I think I know that area, Mm. and to me, I'm like, that's Sydney. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm just
0: trying my best to relate. (laughs) I
1: love you for that. (laughs) Uh, No, I. It's it's really funny because I remember when I moved to Sydney, and I actually moved here to go to drama school. I drama school inverted commas. Mm
0: -hmm. Where'd you study?
1: I mean I don't I wouldn't say I really studied in the first place. Yeah. So uh, no I went to a school called the Australian Academy of Dramatic Arts which doesn't exist anymore. It's now called something else and it's run completely differently. Okay. Um I think it's it's called it's uh, so it's the Dramatic Arts branch of AIM. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah I, I can't remember what it's called now. Um but yep that's that's that. Yeah. Um but I and I remember there was just not many country kids mm. when I moved here and it was really difficult, a sort of and I think, you know there's that thing where you go, okay, well I'm growing up now, so I guess I'm going to change but like, you do come across those things like but should I be more like that person because, like, they're really cool? And, like, this is Sydney now. I don't know. Should I start smoking cigarettes? Maybe. Should I wear a crop top? Exactly. The answer is always yes. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And so it's it's, it's funny looking back on, um, you know, especially when I go home, my brother and sister still live there and they give me so much shade for. Uh, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Yeah, they, you know, they give me so much shit basically for being like my. I think because my voice like you've reached Daisy's answering machine. They go, oh, answering machine. You've reached Daisy's answering machine. And it's just oh like, it's like I'm so sorry because my brother talks like this and that sort of thing. You can hardly understand what you're saying. Yeah, he sounds like a. Anyway, he didn't go to uh, a lot of vocal diction classes mm, mm.
0: we should send um Linda Nichols Gidley over to Dubbo <laughs> I've
1: got just the boy for her um <laughs> his name is Oscar and he will not listen to this podcast uh, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> let's put
0: a little excerpt as your um, answering machine <laughs> yes we <laughs> really should excerpt. actually
1: no do you know what I think I changed it because I got really I think I like through an adult-sized tantrum as you do when you are old with brothers. And I was like, do you know what? I'll change it then. And I literally was, like, drafting, like, <gasps> like professional but funny voicemail options. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like, um, obviously, because uh, professional people would call your phone. But you also just know that, like, your friends and family are going to call your phone as well. So I don't yeah. um, envy you in that circumstance. Yeah,
1: what is my voicemail? I don't even remember what I learned. I think I got to it. I think I... Cracked it, and I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to record something, and that's done. And this now I'm.
0: This is Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just me sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> answering machine. <laughs> I'm sorry, machine. Um, so in terms of being a casting director, and this is what I was going to say to you before, but I okay. saved myself for the podcast oh, and our happen. listeners. Oh. Um. I always think that I just- I really feel for you. (laughs) Because (laughs) I feel so sorry for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no. It's fine. You're getting the recognition that you need. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: Some say recognition, some say validation. Yeah, Uh.
0: (laughs) either or. Both. (laughs) I I do feel sorry for you because you are in a, a really interesting position in terms of where you sit in the industry in that a lot of different people view you in different ways and coming from an actor's perspective i just feel really bad <laughs> <laughs> that a lot of people um put a lot of pressure on you i don't know if pressure is the right word to basically make their career and coming in to a room um and i've done this in the past as well um, Basically, you come in thinking, oh, God, I hope this person likes me. What do I do? Oh, my God, am I standing in the right place? Oh, please like me. I really Mm -hmm. need this acting job. Mm -hmm. And you're basically just sitting there. And this is a job for you as well, Mm -hmm. which you are taking to someone else and being like, oh, my God, I hope they like our choices of who we're wanting to cast. So you're in that same mindset, but for this person, and someone's over here putting that on you. So I feel like it's just a really interesting position to try and navigate.
1: Yeah, totally. You know? It's a really interesting way of looking at it because I, um, I try a lot of the... Because t- yeah, we, we are very much the Malcolm in the middle when it, you know, we want to make sure the actors feel comfortable and supported and we're getting the right actors in the room mm. and you know, we're, we're not getting people in who aren't right for the job. We don't want to waste anyone's time but then we also are wanting to make sure that our clients are happy and there are so yeah. many levels that we have to sort of go through in terms of like, obviously we want to make our director happy, but we know that they also have to make their client happy as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is very much a thing of, yeah, you, you are very much a, I think a bit of a peacekeeper sort of somewhere in between. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately happy actors and comfortable actors do good work. So and we can tell when people come into the room if, if it's their first casting or even if they're just feeling a bit anxious, even though they think it's, you know, they think they're playing it really cool. We can see it a thousand miles away <laughs> before you even get to the building, we know. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's it's very much that thing. And I obviously can only speak for myself. And I know the boys that I work with do it as well. It's just about keeping it super relaxed, super casual. Yeah, Because the more pressure you put, you know, the... The more attitude you give off in a room, or the more, um, I think, stakes you bring to a casting, it's going to affect the actor, that's going to affect their performance. Then that performance is going to reflect either badly on us as the people who are supposed to get a performance out of the individual or back on the actor. And it, it just, it's, and then, you know, it means that ultimately we have to keep casting and <laughs> we'd rather just nail it as soon as we can. It'd be. You know, we could do the exercise of spending, you know, God, four days in studio for, for two roles, but we can do that in one day if we do it properly. And, yeah, definitely. And that's what we do. Because yeah. why do something incorrectly? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and um, like I have to say, I think, um, in Sydney, like I I feel like all of the casting directors here do a really good job of um, just not making you feel shit as an actor. That's um, good. Like yeah. from my experience, I'm sure people are like, "Well, this person made me feel shit." Yeah. Um, but tell me who. Yeah. No one's listening. <laughs> it's just us in this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> no! All the casting directors in. I mean from my experience everyone's lovely but I'm also yeah. a casting director so yeah
0: that's right well I fi- and I was reading an article um that was interviewing um Ashley Cummings recently and she was talking about the industry here and the industry in America mm. um and she was saying that uh casting directors in Australia and people in the industry are just very straightforward you know there's mm-hmm. no fluff but they're not mean about it. Yeah. Um, Whereas she had an experience in America where she went into a casting director and they were like, Oh my God, you're going to win an Oscar one day. I think. Yeah. And they called her in the next week and had no idea who she was. So it's like that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Which I I definitely don't get in Australia. And I, yeah, no God. (laughs) Who
1: who has, and I also think that's very, it's, it's just a very Australian quality as well yeah to just really shoot from the hip. And, you know, I think we're like just a generally laid back people, Australians. I think so. Um, and also I think with regards to the industry, it's it's so small and, you know, we're all just doing our best. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just really trying to do our best. And I think that when you start to put things like malice or like bad intentions into your interactions or the things you say or the things you do it, it you know it just comes around so quickly it really does yeah 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 I'm, I'm not like a huge sort of believer in karma and and that sort of thing but to a certain degree i really do think it does particularly in the industry i think it just comes right back around mm. yeah
0: yeah i've definitely seen that a lot as well um just seeing people who i've been like they're a bit of a wanker Mm-hmm. and then seeing them down the track and being like yeah I can see why you're still at this point or why that thing happened to you yeah totally you know? absolutely yeah. Um, so yeah I think yeah as uh, and like doing workshops and stuff with casting directors I always just think because every single one of them is like we are here to want to cast you so yeah. please help us
1: yeah totally you know? That's that's the biggest thing, and like I've I've done quite a few workshops actually. I'm a real at the hub studio at the hub studio. <laughs> um, and the the first thing I say, and I just keep repeating it, is that we want you to be. We're hoping and praying that you're the right person for the job. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with if if we like you or if you know if you're if you have this many followers on Instagram or if you follow us on Instagram or, you know, like those really sort of superficial things. It's just we're hoping that, you know, the the dots join between you, us, the director and, and the director's client or whoever that may – you know, the powers that be, whoever it is. Mm. We just really hope that you're the right person for the job.
0: Yeah, definitely. Very much so. Yeah. And I think um, it's hard because – In the industry, basically, like, as you just said, we're all kind of relying on each other in order to get the work and, like, get to where we want to be career-wise. But at the same time, you have to be so self-sufficient in Mm -hmm. that, like, if you tell me I'm not right for a job, that's not going to affect my career and my perception of myself, Mm -hmm. Um, which is an ongoing journey mm, um mm. for each actor I think and something that yeah you you come to a point where you realize that mm-hmm. and you go oh okay yeah so I'm just gonna have to do me but also you yeah know, you try and try and work as this group and it's just yeah it's interesting doing those two two different things you know absolutely
1: yeah and I think you know there are either those people who and I think that's what helps you have a like a sustainable and healthy career as an actor is being able to really early on or really quickly shut down those things of I'm not right I'm not good enough that sort of thing because you know it's no one became an actor because it's a job that gives you a lot of validation and mm-hmm. no one did it because it's great money it's you know you really need to be able to Accept that there are so many factors outside of your control and the best thing you can do is get out of bed in the morning and and be yourself, Mm. which is, um, you know, it's just, it's a fact because we're not looking, you know, we're not trying to fit you, we're not trying to sort of smash you into this, like, hole that we know what it is. It's very much a sort of cosmic shifting shape that we're hoping you are the right person for we're Mm, trying to cast you we're not trying to cast you know some predefined thing sure you know a casting brief is just a bunch of words on a page that align similarly to our sort of idea of Mm. you
0: for sure (laughs) (laughs) It made sense It felt
1: like it didn't But in a way it did it feel did, like it made yeah, sense Yeah, no I'm idea. just staring at my coffee Being like, is that working or like not working at all? <laughs> It's either worked too well or not well enough yeah.
0: <laughs> We'll finish up soon And you'll be like, I don't actually remember the last hour <laughs> yeah. uh, We'll finish soon and I'll
1: wake up in bed And I'll be like, wait <laughs> and a it minute it was all a dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I'll win an Oscar. Yes, Uh. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: In terms of, so uh, going off that, um, so basically when you get a brief, it's like, oh, you know, uh, female, 20s, brown hair, Hmm. you know, whatever. um, You get sent hundreds of people looking like that. But I guess you also kind of, (coughs) <coughs> Sorry, um, want to be <laughs> want to be swayed to present something else as well. So, um, like if someone comes in with blonde hair, and uh, you'd love to present them and be like, "Hey, guess what? This also fits." So mm. there's no need to write brunette on the <laughs> mm-hmm, on the costume mm-hmm. brief. But I understand why they want like a specific look. Blah blah blah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's a, a good lesson to know that if you come in and just kind of do you, it's it's almost like you should aim to sway them to totally believe in what you are yeah, to yeah. be right for the role rather sure. than, you know, being like, I've got to be um, an appropriate girlfriend. Look to be in the McDonald's ad, you mm, know? <laughs> mm.
1: Because, you know, what, what does a girlfriend look like, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's very much... And, and I always say to people, like, if you're going into the room... You are right for the job. Yeah. You know,
0: if, if, if. That's a really good line. I like that. Oh my that. God. Let's should I make t T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> should I get Stickers. a tattoo right now? Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: you know, if, if you're going into the room, you've, you know, the, the first, the hardest part is over. You've, mm. you know, someone has your agent or whoever has sent your photo and your sort of vital stats and maybe, maybe a show reel and stats, vital like stats, heart can, rate, can um. run 400 meters
0: in a minute. Wow. Wow. That's God. <laughs> I'm not sporty. So I don't know if that I accurate. think that's
1: very fast. Okay. <laughs> I uh, also not an athlete, so to me that sounds like the land speed record oh, but good, 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 I don't okay. I can't confirm or deny
0: not a sports podcast so no. oh,
1: thank goodness you were, not, um, we're not trying
0: to be something we're not so
1: and I'm glad that you're out and proud about that yeah. that is thank God um no I, I it's very much a thing of the hardest part is over like we especially if we haven't met you before mm. uh, you know we, we've seen your photo and we've gone that'll do. <laughs>
0: that's a bit of all right yeah
1: it's a okay then um we've seen your photo maybe your show reel and we've decided to get you in for something out of 468 you know yeah we had some we had a role yesterday and it was there was like 600 submissions on it and it was like it was a pretty generic I think it was like you know like um you know woman 20s all ethnicities fun bubbly nice looks yeah You know, and...
0: That could be anything.
1: Exactly. And there were, like, 600 submissions on it. And, you know, it'd be really lovely if we could be like, hello and welcome. Like, you are applicant. You know, we're seeing 15 people for this role, and you're one of them out of 600 people. Yeah. But it's like, we can't. Like, we can't do that. Like, who has the time? Yeah. Um... Yeah, but but it's just very much that thing where I just kind of want to shake actors sometimes to be like if if you're going into the room like if you're there you're there for a reason so like you don't don't be nervous like be excited to have the opportunity to just like go in, hang out, do some acting. Mm. You know, make it a fun experience for yourself. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it? I often find when I get in, when I'm in studio for, you know, more than two hours at a time, I just tend to go a bit balmy and I start singing. And it's just like, it's got to be fun for me as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't kill my vibe. This is for
1: me, actors, not you. You're performing Um,
0: for me. Now dance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You don't want to dance? Okay, I got this. And I'll just do like a little tap (laughs) routine. Oh, ASMR's back um, but See, yeah.
0: we bring it full circle mm. <laughs> And I love that Yeah, it's great Well, we'll wrap up soon Because you have work to do today Oh, uh, allegedly <laughs> I mean, I'll think about it Yeah I might just put down a self-tape while I'm here <laughs> 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 I brought in a monologue from um... <laughs> Speaking of
1: auditions Here is my up-tempo song <laughs> of Song and dance from... My heart will go on <laughs> <laughs> Up-tempo Yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs>
0: <please>. Pop edition
1: <laughs> Pop, ooh, I love that Yeah,
0: pop rock, pop hip, rock edition pop,
1: Ooh, I was oh. thinking more of like a hip hop
0: Hip hop would be so cool Yeah
1: Oh yeah, I, I beatbox as well <laughs> Oh my god It is early <laughs> It is, it
0: is um, In terms of uh, Where, like um, Have you thought about the future where you're wanting to go. Yeah, um, I do.
1: I do think about the future a, a lot because I think I, I've always been a five-year plan kind of gal. Okay. Um, And I, you know, and I that came from when I was at Sydney, when I did that work experience at Sydney Theatre Company. And I just remember being like, okay, like I want to do something in this world. And that was so insightful. I got, you know, it, it covered everything from stage management to set design to props to mm. management to the literary side of things it, it covered every facet of Sydney Theatre Company um and then when I did Chicago that was very much based in sort of stage management and
0: was that at the Lyric? It was. I saw that show. Yeah it was amazing. Like back in the day. Yeah
1: yeah 2009.
0: Who was it? Um, Caroline
1: O'Connor and Sharon Millerchip
0: and who those great played, gals um oh. Yeah, it is the same show. I'm just, mm-hmm. like, I'm blanking. Like Gina Riley. Gina was, Riley. Yes, that's what I yeah. was
1: thinking of, yes. Yeah, it's um, Gina Riley was. and um an actor. That, and the other know, one. The other, yeah, <laughs> the
0: other. And that uh, other person that sings and dances. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I very much realised when I was young that I've always just been very organised, I think, in and very... Ambition, I don't think, has ever been a dirty word for me. I know for some people. I remember being, you know, young and in Dubbo and being like, I want to do this. And people were like, <laughs> you won't.
0: Um, answering machine. <laughs> answering machine.
1: And um, <laughs> I'm going to move to Sydney and have an answering machine. And, uh, you know, and I had just a lot, a lot of people telling me that I wouldn't and I couldn't. Um but I did, so thank you, Diane Quaid, my Year Twelve careers advisor. If you're listening, because um, <laughs> I love doing the opposite of what people tell me not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've always been a five-year plan kind of gal, um, and so I did my first five years in Sydney. It was really tumultuous and didn't. I there were just no no sort of – it changed every year, which made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, but then when I got this job in 2013, I started out as like
0: – Jeez, like, you been in the game for a while.
1: It feels like a really long time, but then when I talk to the boys, they're like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, when we started doing this 15 or 20 years ago, and it's just like, oh, I'm a fetus. Um, <laughs> but I – you know, I started this job on the 16th of September, 2013, because I like to keep track of things.
0: That was so recently. So recently. I had I just, I just had my,
1: um, yeah, I just had my six year anniversary here, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I actually always promised the boys five years. Um, when I, when I interviewed for the job, I said, you'll have me for five years and I can promise you that, um, if not longer. Um, and so that's working out very well for them, yeah. obviously. Um, but I yeah I do think about the future a lot and I think it's something that I've realised as I get older and just more anxious (laughs) anxiety is cool Um, (laughs) make it fashion Um, I the more I think about the future the more uncomfortable I get in my present and I think that I'm very lucky to be in a position where my job won't my job isn't tumultuous and my job isn't um, unpredictable, mm. you know. I'm. I I never thought that I would be, you know, my age and being able to comfortably say I have a full time job in the entertainment industry doing something that yeah. I love. Yeah. Um. And I really, really don't take that for granted. Um, and I and the more I think about my future, I kind of go, I go a little bit reckless and I go, but what if I, you know, what if I just like quit and became maybe I should go to NIDA no you know like when I when I think about the future I just kind of go I'm I think I'm very lucky to be in a position where I I could explore other options if I wanted to but I've also spent six years working really hard to be a casting director and um yeah and I'm 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 pretty sort of I guess proud of where I am and I think that the more I think about the future the yeah the the more anxious I get and I just think it's really nice just being in the present and just allowing things to happen Mm. um and it's always good to have like goals and ambitions and stuff like that which I which I very much do and I, I think it would be foolish to not have that regardless of who you are or what you do but um yeah I have goals I have ambitions. <laughs> I got hopes and dreams. Goals. <laughs> hashtag life goals. Hashtag career goals. <laughs> hashtag podcast goals. Am I right? Um, but, I should incorporate that hashtag yeah. now
0: into my Instagram. Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah.
1: Take it and run with it. It's yeah. yours. It's yours for the taking. Thank you. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I have hopes and dreams. Um. Yeah. But I'm also very, um, you know, just very happy to, um, be present. As for well. sure, yeah. I
0: feel like the I think I'm doing all right. I I think you are. Yeah. I'm gonna I've got, say I've got from my an good looks, looks and I'm getting paid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> getting that coin. Getting that
1: coin and looking good while doing it. Oh yes. The two yeah. most important things in a gal's life.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I God. love that you were like holding your coffee cup and oh. saying that it was very on. I felt like a true Californian. Brand. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like for me, um, I find that. Uh, Whenever i progressed in my career, it's always been because I've decided to do something mm. and I've put my head down and worked really hard on that. And then when I come up for air, I kind of look back at where I've come from and be like, oh, okay, we're yeah, here now kind of thing. Very much is, so. It's never, it was like never my plan to start a podcast. Yeah. Ever. And then one day I was like, I don't really like podcasts. So I'm going to start one. Not knowing Amazing. anything about audio equipment. Yes. Um, and then put my head down and worked really hard at it. And here we are today at iForecasting.
1: Hashtag podcast goals, goals, yeah. goals, goals. goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I did, that, I did that audio effect for you. Yes, Can't yeah, me help you. yeah. That wasn't added in. Mm. It was that good. We're that good.
1: No, I think it's really important and it's something that I constantly have to remind myself about is to look back because I also think um that you know I've been doing this for six years and I I didn't just get the job and become a casting director like I was literally office assistant it wasn't even like casting assistant it was like you can go get the coffees you can check the mail you can answer these phones and here's some scanning for you to do and and maybe if you don't screw that up we'll will you know, you'll be a casting assistant. Yeah. And, okay. Um and don't talk to the actors too much. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, I will be. Um and I haven't changed. Um and yeah, and and you know, I think it yeah, looking back, I don't know how the boys didn't get rid of me, but they didn't. And um yeah, and it's it's been a lot of like hard work and sacrifice and I think that it's just, you know, even when even when things – and I think this is sort of in anything, you, any career or any sort of job that people have that they spend more than a couple of years on, anything that matters to you is going to feel like, you know, you're never going to be doing it well enough or you're never going to be good enough at it, and that's because you care so much about it. And mm. I think that, especially in the creative industry, I do think we put that kind of just – Unbridled pressure on ourselves, regardless of sort of where you sit in the you know the the ladder of the industry, and it's always I think more people should really look back on where they you know look at where they are and look at where they started. That's a Hamilton quote, <laughs> um, but yeah, because I I honestly have to do that maybe three or four times a week. Yeah, if if I'm having a week where I go, oh, you know, like I'm not enjoying the a project I'm casting, or I'm I'm, I'm having a hard time with something you know, uh, career wise, or it's, it's a, qu- especially when it's like really, really quiet, which doesn't happen often. But when yeah. it, I literally, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to get fired and I guess I better start looking into becoming like a, a cleaner. Mm. Um, Cause I love cleaning. Um, it's very relaxing. It is. Oh God, I love bleach. Probably to a point. It's such a weird thing to say <laughs> that you love bleach because people are like, okay, you're huffing. And it's like, no, I just really like getting rid of germs and Cleaning yeah, up after. Um. my
0: boyfriend's the same, except he um, doesn't know that you actually have to wipe the bleach off after you're done. Oh, and at, yeah. at one point he, he bleached something that I went and picked up afterwards. And I was like, why do my hands smell like bleach? Yeah, and he was like, why is I my skin it. peeling? Yeah, <laughs> why are my clothes um, oh. losing colour? Yeah, uh, that's the worst. And, I, and he was like, because I bleached it. And I said, yeah, and did you like wash it off? And he's like, no. Cause Mm. then it doesn't kill the germs, and I'm like, you're. Mm. How did you survive without me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like all
1: of his clothes are white, and you're like, oh, that's why. (laughs) Yeah, he
0: did actually bleach his clothes whilst in Portugal last week. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, at least they're (laughs) germ-free. I just um, completely uh, sold him out on this podcast. Yeah. For what the i'm content. hearing is
1: your boyfriend is an idiot <laughs> the podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> kidding he
1: sounds cool. lovely
0: oh, yeah.
1: we'll bleach some things together sometime and i'm sure oh for sure
0: um it. i feel the same like if not every day i have to look back and remind mm-hmm. myself i'm really lucky at the point and sure i want to be further along as well mm. but that doesn't mean that i can't not be happy where I am and I think the way that I kind of try at least and combat the whole I'm not good enough is to kind of take the route of I am prepared enough when the opportunity comes up yeah totally yeah it's not that like oh I'm good right now it's like I am I'm prepared I've been doing the work and I haven't been like that my whole career that's only Kind of recently, maybe in the last year, that I've kind yeah. of felt like, oh, actually, like, no, I like I could take on a big opportunity. Absolutely. Now, you know? and I, and I
1: do think that that's that's always been something as well. Like I was very much, and I always have been a, you know, very lu- even in high school. Like my assignments would always be submitted. I would always do them, and they would be submitted on time. But it would I would have done them the night before. Yeah. And I was very lucky to get quite good marks, um, without you know just not just without giving a shit, really. But I do think that this is the industry, this and probably like brain surgery where you can't just rock up to work and, and hope for the best, you know? Like it's very much, and I do think there's a huge difference between actors who, you know, are doing workshops and who are, you know, they, they do like a, a vocal warm-up every morning or they you know they're going to a singing club like I I ran into a girl the other day um who you know she's like a friend of a friend and we know each other obviously and um and she was like you know what I just ruined an audition because I you know I I didn't I haven't had a singing lesson this week and I thought I could get by and they threw some material at me and it was for like like legit soprano stuff And I just haven't sort of done that kind of work with my voice in a while. And I, I didn't get a call. Like, you know, they, I didn't get another call back after that. Yeah. And it's, it's very much a thing of like, you know, yes, that sucks that they threw that material at you without you knowing, but there are, there are people out there who are going to their singing lessons, you know, once every two weeks or once a month. And sure, it's, you know, a very expensive thing to do, but ultimately it's a, you know, I always say it's a tax write-off. Like if you, if you book it, get all that money back on your tax. Yeah, like yeah. that's, you know, also I'm not an accountant. Don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> but David Rooney at GPL solutions is an accountant who is like the best accountant in the entertainment industry. I want to scream it from the rooftop. If not, scream it from my studio into this microphone for this podcast. David Rooney, GPL solutions, hashtag not sponsored. Um, he's amazing. Um, hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not sponsored. He's amazing. Everyone should go see him. But, um, but yeah, you know, like it's, it's very much that thing of just like, just, just go, like, just do it. Like, call Call your mum, call your dad, call your aunt, find a very old relative. That's got a lot of money and go cook them dinner. So you get put into the will, like do, do what you have to do to, You know and and the thing is it's just like i'm not stupid i'm not here thinking actors are so lazy not going to those it's just like you're trying to be an actor you probably have like a backup job or two backup jobs to support your career as an actor Mm. you've got a huge hex debt more than likely you you know workshops are expensive classes are expensive um private tutorials are even more expensive transport to and from all of those things is expensive like i'm you know and a lot of you know, a lot of casting directors, a lot of directors, etc., that they're not idiots, but there's just such a huge difference between the people who are really hustling to make that happen and yeah. the people who are going, eh, I reckon, I reckon, I can, I reckon, I can get it done. There are so few people that really do get by on their talent alone. Yeah. Uh, you just, you've got to keep flexing those muscles, you, you know. Do. But it's also the same with me. Like, if I. I sort of look at show cast and casting networks and I go through different agents and that sort of thing just to see if, if they've picked up someone new or if, if, if an actor's moved elsewhere and that sort of thing. And yeah. I, I get really anxious if I, you know, if, if a show comes up and there's a couple of actors I haven't seen before or an actor I haven't seen in a while and I and I can't get to see it, I feel really stressed yeah. because I feel like I'm not doing my job. I'm, I'm not backing up my skills properly to be able to do my job properly. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I definitely I agree. really feel like
1: that's my homework.
0: Yeah. Um, which is something that I think people wouldn't be aware of. They would think that you just rock up with a brief and they go, Oh, who who's in first? Okay, yeah, come on in. What are the line you're saying? Okay yeah what was your name again that's like that's not oh god like happening and I
1: mean even you know I I work with two other casting directors and if if a brief comes in we'll we'll all sit there and we'll go so we'll you know this agency will have those kind of people or oh we should you know I saw this person in this show I you know the other day one of them we were looking for just, like, some, some funny gals with a specific funny. look. Funny gals. with a with a specific look, um, including myself. Kidding. Um, and <laughs> and they think...
0: cast me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why I'm a casting director, to get gigs. Um, no, and, and I wrote down just off the top of my head, I think it was, like, 36 names just off the top of my head of of girls with a specific look and you know some of them are from like some of them are like funny Instagram people some of them are um music theater people who I know have got like a really good comedic rhythm some of them are um graduates from last graduate season some of them are people I saw in an independent show some of them are like like from TV but I think would do a like would do a commercial for x amount of money like yeah and and just being able to, you know, that was actually like a moment where I did that and I sent it and it was a moment of like, oh, I just, I just did that. Like,
0: yeah, that's a looking back moment. Being like, that
1: That is very much a looking back moment. But also it also helps me go when I see, you know, six shows in a week and then I get asked to see like two different shows on a Saturday, which is supposed to be my day off. And I go, OK, I'll do it. And then I get to my Sunday and I can't get out of bed and I go, wait, why do I do this? And then like those kinds of moments where, Mm. you know, out of those 36 people, I think there were maybe 12 that couldn't make the audition or something. And it's that's when I kind of go like, oh, that's why I do it. You know, like, yeah, just give an actor's jobs.
0: (laughs) Handing them out, mm. willy-nilly. Absolutely. Um, quickly before we wrap up. I feel like we could go on forever. This is now uh, a 24-hour podcast. Yes. Yeah. Tune in on I-95 FM. <laughs> is, is that a thing? We'll workshop that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go for another take. Maybe this time. Um, Maybe this time just, just try be better. not to ruin it. Yeah, um, <laughs> Don't be shit. Pretty much. Um, Pretty much. On the, on the note of the um, actors kind of, um, you know, wor- uh, workshopping themselves and training constantly. Mm. I think that, like, especially in Sydney, I think I can't speak for people who, you know, live elsewhere, um, kind of. Uh, but in Sydney, yes, it is expensive to train all the time. Yes, you know, it is a lot of effort, but I don't feel like there's an excuse because you do, you can just look into it. Mm. Just look in because I feel like you can make compromises um, and you can find cheaper classes which are still worth it, um, you know, worth your time and are seeing the same people that might be teaching at another studio, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that is more expensive there. But you can go to this one. And train for cheaper. So yeah. it is. It's just putting the effort into your career. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, but anyway.
1: But also, like, I still... If I have, like, a big day in studio or if I have a self-tape, I, I literally do a vocal warm-up most mornings. Mm. I'm not an actor. I don't need to sound good. I don't need to be clear in my diction. That's not my job. But I do it anyway. And I learnt that from you know singing lessons as a kid mm. drama like drama lessons in high school and i still do red leather yellow leather good blood bad blood learned that ah, in high school and fantastic. then i do a packet of mixed biscuits and a box of waxed matches in whatever accent i want to use for the morning yeah and i still do that just because you know it's stuff that you pick up along the way i think if you're not taking notes you know every day is a lesson mm-hmm if you're an actor, every day is a lesson. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you pick up stuff. I mean, you like, YouTube is literally the new high school slash tertiary education. Yes. Like, you can YouTube someone doing accents. I met a 13-year-old kid oh, the other 100%. day who had one of the best, he had to do, like, this Hawaiian accent. Ooh. He's a, this gorgeous little Kiwi kid, and he had to do a Hawaiian accent, and it's one of the best some of the best accent work I've ever heard. And I asked him if he'd trained with someone like Jennifer White, who's an incredible dialect coach in Sydney. Everyone should go see her. Um, she – and he was like, no, I, I, just, I just watched a couple of YouTube videos. And I was like, oh, my God, like everything is redundant now that we have YouTube. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I
0: do – I've done in the past so many American accent mm-hmm. courses on YouTube. Yeah. Which are free. <laughs>
1: It's oh possible. my god. Yeah, well that's that's the thing as well, is like you you gotta be savvy. You do. Yeah. you gotta be savvy B. That's Sauvignon Blanc. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I hate white wine. Um I do you? Yeah. Good to know,
0: don't bring Daisy white wine. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. It's
0: a whole nother I love tequila. kettle of fish. So many
1: people are like, oh, wow, you must be like a drunk. I'm like, no, you can actually find really nice tequilas to like really? sip on and
0: mix. Like Tequila that you can drink straight that doesn't taste like shit is amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, shit-flavoured tequila is the worst. But also like there's this one, I feel, I've got it at home. I've had it for a while now. Like I just keep buying it. It's um... It's George Clooney's tequila brand. Oh, have you had it before? No, but, oh, I've heard really so nice much about but I Oh, it's really nice. I literally just sort of put it over ice and I put like yeah. a little bit of soda water in it and yeah. a bit of lime. Oh, yes. yeah. It's delightful. Yeah, And it doesn't, you know, you don't have like six of them, but it's just really nice you to come home. You have one or two. You have one or two and night-time. it's just really nice to have or a little daytime. little little sippy. Yeah. Nice little tequila.
0: I do that with um bourbon. I'm a I'm a whiskey kind of gal yeah um I love and I've got the spherical ice cubes at home Mm, oh
1: girl that's fancy
0: yeah and I have big um cube ones as well I've got Um, the big cubes yeah so it's really nice just to have one or two isn't Mm -hmm. it nice to be at that stage of life where like you have one or two drinks a night and you're like I'm adulting. Mm.
1: I usually do that once a week because if I do it every night, I feel like I'm a drunk, even though that is not the definition of a drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think, you know, in my youth, I very much would be what the professionals call a binge drinker. Mm. But now I feel – because I also find that if I come home and I have a drink, every, like, most nights, I go, oh, God, no, I'm too old. I'm too old. I don't want to do that. I just want to do – like, I just want to, like, get lit. Like <laughs> – I want to say young forever. Let's get lit. (laughs) Um.
0: Anyway, let's wrap up. Yeah, Um. I can hear some. I've got a little studio sesh. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So, Um, Soz people that are waiting on Daisy. Um, It's fine. They're not waiting on me. They're waiting on another casting director. (laughs) Oh, that's the casting
1: director is waiting for this studio, and I'm
0: just I'm super chill. Yeah, just like (laughs) having a good time. Having
1: a good time. 8 a.m. in the morning. Oh god,
0: it's it was early. I feel like it went that felt like it went well it did go well great thank you for being here and um, I'm sure that people got something out of this so I guess we shall see you soon I dare say you
1: will you can't get rid of me